0: Good evening everybody. We're back with the Everybody Counts podcast. We have Tracy and Pete here tonight. Um, We thought Jay was going to be with us, but um, we told him we were going to break down the episode, and I think he just thought we were going to break down because I think he's just still broken up about Eleanor. Do you think, Pete?
1: I just think that he needed more time for coping.
0: Yeah. Oh, coping. What do you know? The name of the episode, We Miss You, Jay. But we are going to charge on with dissecting the fifth episode of the fourth season of Bosch. And uh, it's that's what they're doing. They're coping. So we're going to talk about how everybody's coping and how how the story is moving along. I think uh, Pete, or Officer Pete, as we like to call him, uh, is going to kick us off with... Um, some recap,
1: and then we'll get into our usual... ...was really sad, and it might have even been sadder than last week's episode, and I didn't believe that was possible, but this yeah. is, this is the, this was the aftermath of everything.
0: Exactly. hmm I hear you.
1: And, it, yeah, it, and it brought us around, it brought us around in a, in a big emotional a roller coaster, but, uh, yeah, so, um, the episode begins with the flashbacks mm-hmm. of, it's the flashbacks of the, um... When he's in the pool, right?
0: Yeah, when Terry's in the pool, yeah.
1: And the, the, the rain was falling, or the water was pouring Mhm. for Maddie, and she's sitting there, and I noticed that um, a young Bosch was, was kind of in the same, they, they kind of paralleled both yeah. of them. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: And I
1: thought about it right away, I was like, oh, this is interesting, because now what happens is, you know, she's going through the same thing he kind of went through.
0: Exactly, yeah.
1: And, yeah. and I, didn't even, I didn't pick that up right away.
0: I don't think I did either. I thought, Oh, they're both dealing with it. There's water imagery, you know. You know, she's sitting outside the shower, he's flashbacking to being in the pool and I thought about the, the parallels, but then it was further on into the episode that I'm like, Oh yeah, she's talking to him about how you deal with this because he's dealt with it, you know. I'm like
1: they was talking about uh Sheehan and he's on he was yeah. on the run. Yep. that he had he had disappeared and nobody can find him. He he basically confessed to Bosch and then just kind of disappeared. Yeah, <laughs> nobody really knows where he is right now, and they're looking for him. And he even didn't he even call or he, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he called Bosch. he yeah. called Bosch mm-hmm. from you know a payphone using an old cop trick. They said, and that was um, rather interesting to see that he was on the. Um, he was on the run, and he's gone, because now that makes him look even guiltier for, for both the murders.
0: Sure, yeah.
1: You know, he said, I, I did, sh- I did um, Black Guardian, but like, you know, and even, who was it, uh, Robinson, who said, hey, listen, just because he confessed for, it says he claims he confessed for one, doesn't mean that, you know, he's not guilty for the other one, too. So his guilt is really rising in the show, I believe. Right,
0: yeah. No, he's the pr- he seems to be the prime suspect at this point, um, definitely.
1: Yeah. And then we had um, I've seen this I saw the scene with Jay Egger. yeah when he um brought the, when he was going through the phone and he brought the phone or is it the phone he brought right to the yeah to, to Agent Griffin mm-hmm. yeah to Agent Griffin he talked to him I thought that was really interesting because when he told him you know keep him close and then all of a sudden Jay Egger said you know then you have to watch both of us
2: yeah
1: I uh, loved I, it I two kind of basically brothers uh-huh. and. and this is what happens. A major tragedy happens, and any little problems they had, it's smooth. I think yeah. this was the scene where you realize that okay, there is no, there is no question. It's, it, it's
0: this is definitely a Team J Edgar moment for sure, and because uh, it just makes you made you kind of want to cheer, you know, throw your arms up in the air. Cause you're like, yes, yeah. It was. No, it was good absolutely.
1: Stuff. Mm-hmm. And then even J Edgar, because I'm such a J Edgar fan, and I just kind of analyze every moment he has because he's such a great actor. Um, mm-hmm. He, he says it to the lady when he gives her the, the cell phone for the uh-huh. – um, he wanted to turn around to see who, I guess, who, who the numbers were. Right. And the lady in the wheelchair that he was talking to. I, don't, I rem- don't remember her name. She asked him if he was still stuck on his ex-wife. is it Max? I think, I think her name was Max. I'll have to yeah, double check. And, and he was like, how long is the turnaround? And she's like, you know, based on, based on the situation, three or four days, uh-huh. you know, it's all in the game. And then he was like, the game is the game.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Now, that's huge for me because that's a quote that was used heavily in his show, The Wire.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So, And that was one of my favorite shows of all time. And mm-hmm. I just loved it. I loved him on it. So mm-hmm. to hear him say that again was kind of like a nostalgia thing. I mean, oh, he say, yeah. Yeah, he didn't say it in the exact contents that he said it You know, when he was on The Wire and he uh-huh. was a different kind of character. Yeah. But you know, I, I felt it and it, it hit okay. me. Okay, how about
0: that? Well,, yeah, we definitely know your team, Jay Edgar. I mean, who's not really, but you 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 probably make the most noise about it, which I think is awesome. um so yeah, Maddie, she heads off to school. It's like she is just not wanting i cannot blame her, not wanting to face what's going on. She's just gonna keep doing what she's been doing, and um, bosh, you know, Harry's like, no, i you know don't you want to stay home or you know and she just it's like she's not ready and I mean again I I can't I can't blame her how could you ever be ready you know to start facing that but um, he does tell her he's going to pick her up from school for sure Um, and he makes that very clear and he does go to pick her up from school but she's not there she's not there she left where'd she go Pete
1: Okay, I don't remember the kid's name, and I should have put it down for trivia. But ah, I could have gotten um, that brought, right. It's Kai yeah, Hartman. He, Kai Hartman, who runs track and is really nice. <laughs> yes, that's what Becca said, I believe, yes. when she gave uh-huh. up the information. Yep. Um. Yeah, she went there. Now, this is interesting to me because, to me, Bosch hasn't been acting like Bosch this whole episode. He seems mm-hmm. off for some reason. He's not really. Um, What's the word? I, don't want to, I can't think of the word, but he's like, he's not really invested in anything, I feel. He's still kind of out there, which is, you know, the title coping. And even mm-hmm. Maddie's kind of, kind of off. And I feel like she kind of wants a space, but she's also doing a rebel kid move, I feel. Now, don't get me wrong. Yes. I'm not taking nothing away from what she went through. But yeah. this is a moment where she's saying, I have, a, I have an excuse mm-hmm. to do what I want. And for the first time, my dad can't stop me. And then Bosh comes in right there and stops her. And <laughs> yeah. the guy says, nice to meet you. And he says, not now, another time. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And just, it, it, I was just like, oh, man. And like I said, that's probably the most Bosh I've seen him the whole time. On top of that, another point I want to bring up from the past mm-hmm. is that we had a conversation where I brought up a question um, how would Harry Bosch use social media? Right. Now, if Harry Bosch would have said, hey, that's a good idea. Let me let me listen to um, Officer Pete and do some social media <laughs> skill training, he would have been able to know that his daughter's the app to find his daughter was on his phone and not exactly. to call everybody in town and go yeah. on a minute. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty
0: funny how she, you know, even in the midst of a really sad situation, how she called him out and said, you know, it's the app that's on your phone. You You can find me at any time, you know. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that social media stuff has come up a lot and it was it was really I think I, I think it's really cool that you did bring that up before the season even started. We had no idea that it was going to play such a role um in the season because we also see it this episode when um Chief Irving is trying to get more information about Desiree Zeely in hopes of just preparing better for what to expect from the protest. And that other um, officer comes in and gives him all kinds of details, primarily from her social media. And he. they also talk about how it's not the same way you protest anymore, that it's sometimes it can happen faster but may not last as long because something else might come along on social media and take the attention away. Like, it can start and end just as fast as it started. So, I'm, I don't know, Pete, are you like a – did you have some inside information that we were going to be having social media present in the season? I'm impressed.
1: Well, in everything that goes on, I realize that social media numbers are huge. and. I didn't think the show was going to go in that particular direction, but I thought there was a chance it could. And I thought, when I when I was watching the show back in the earlier seasons, I thought to myself, like, wow, shouldn't these guys be able to do something with social media, like, to, mm-hmm. to help them to help their cause? Because you know, I watch I watch the the car and cop shows, and they're all using social media and all kinds mm-hmm. of different programs. So I'm like, how does you know the Bosch police, you know, the Bosch show doesn't have this integrated yet? And I mean, you could tell it works because just because of a protest, what you have thirteen thousand new followers out of nowhere. Yeah, a bunch,
0: yeah. Mhm. She sure did. It was like, crazy overnight. Yep. Um. So yeah. So I think that's that's pretty interesting. And I, I not today, but we're going to circle back at the end of our ten episode coverage and circle back to who you, Jay, and I all picked for who we thought was going to be a pivotal character um, in the season. So just put a pin in that because we're going to come back and see how well we, we predicted that. Um, so we also have, we know Frankie's on the move. He's out there, but they suspect that Drake is following him. So Lincoln and Snyder are tasked with following Drake to see if he makes some sort of contact with um, Sheehan. And they say, no, he did this, he did this, he dropped off a laptop, he got some groceries, you know, nothing. And then Robertson's like, no, he's nothing with, about technology, you know. Um, which, again, kind of circles back to sort of the, the tech and the social media. Um, so they, he said that was clearly a drop. So they missed that. Um, and he, I guess, um, would he leave some money for him? Is that what it was?
1: Um, I, I don't remember what it was, but I wanted to ask this question because mm-hmm. I was actually going to put this as a question for one of our segments at the end of the thing, but I have to bring it up now because it's, okay. not, it's not so important. But, you know, um, it's, they're following Drake now, and Drake is obviously a veteran of the police force. You know, he's, he's had a pretty prestigious position, a lot of training. Mm-hmm. How does he not pick up that he's being tailed by
0: IA? That is a good question, and I, that I thought about that when I was watching, too. Um, yeah, I don't know.
1: And he makes the drop. If he knew the IA was watching him, he would have never made the drop. Mm-hmm. True. So we know that he didn't know. Is he just so like uh, thinks he's above everybody that he just walks around doing what he wants, and this is kind of showing his character? Is this a, is this a tricky way of the boss writers to show his character? Yeah. Like, he doesn't care. Doesn't, right. Doesn't know. He doesn't realize.
0: That's a possibility. I mean, maybe it's, you know his ego or confidence level, whatever you want to call it. Maybe he just thinks he's that good that they wouldn't, you know. Be able to figure out what he's doing, or you know couldn't keep up with them, and so he maybe didn't even pay attention um but yeah that is a very good question i don't I don't have a great answer for it um but yeah, I'm curious if anybody has any thoughts on that, let us know but um he didn't get past Robertson with it that's for sure he he figured that out um so we also have um Bradley Walker's driver, he's reported his gun missing from the limo or whatever. And he calls Harry out to, um, in, you know, take a statement, investigate, whatever. Uh, and Harry's like, I can't do anything unless, you know, we find the gun, you know, to figure out what happened. Um, but I, I thought that was pretty heartless of Walker to even ask Bosch to do anything when he just lost his, you know, ex-wife the day before.
1: You know what I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying, and you know what? It was so funny because I'm watching this scene, and I'm telling myself, all right, I'm going to try to find the reason not to hate Bradley Walker because they're really trying to make me fight, to hate him, and I don't yeah. want to hate him. I want okay. to find the reason for him not to be involved and him just to be a, a jerk in the show. Uh-huh. And what happens is, as it's going through, I'm like, okay, I understand. Your boss's boss. I understand this all the whole thing, and right. I understand that Bosch probably shouldn't even be in work at that point in time because of what he's going through. Mm-hmm. H- however, I mean, you're supposed to be—you know—if your brother's in blue, then Walk is your father in blue, and that's just no way to treat Mm-mm. anyone, none to less, you know, somebody who works for you and you know is in the situation. And now what? There's, now there's two guns in the mix. Because there's the driver's missing gun, and didn't we we, we didn't get no ret- we didn't get no um no word on Sheehan's gun that he had the, the specialty gun, right? They didn't they didn't show that yet. And what don't happened? Think so. That's one gun out there that they need to test. Now yep. They have to find this new gun, mm-hmm. but you know, did unless Sheehan went and found a way to steal that gun, and, and you know, we don't know. Yeah, it's, just, it's so much stuff going on right now. It's it's crazy.
0: It is, yeah. It's 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 getting that's the thing it always gets pretty complex and you got to weed through the details and and uh figure out the ones the ones that matter and um so yeah they they have the they haven't found the bullet that went through the conductor's body or whatever um but Lincoln did take the slug from Elias's body The they got that out and she took that, I guess, over to ballistics, but that's as far as we got with that, this episode. Um, so, yeah, the only other thing I can, um, that's jumping out at me right now is that um, Harry sees some sort of, he's at a bank, I think, across the street from where he was having lunch with Eleanor, and um, he goes and talks to the security guy and looks at the footage and he does manage to see the motorcycle going by with the two people on it, and then he notices that the one in the back—you know—the only thing that really stands out from it is that, um, you know, I guess what kind of bike it is, and that someone has long hair coming out the back of the of their helmet, um, the which would be the actual shooter. So, um, and it's it, that just reminds me too that he told Maddie, "You don't." need to be going to school maybe you know maybe you should take some time but you know bosch isn't going to take some time either you know he's going to keep in pursuit um so it just kind of shows even more how alike how like sorry how alike they are you know what i'm saying
1: you brought up you brought up a really good point and you know what i actually thought about this even more now um when you're in the situation where you, you know you're in the you're in the force I've seen a lot of cop shows and when a family, you know, a lot of times the family's threatened or somebody, you know, gets, you know, murdered like what happened to Eleanor and normally the first thing they would do is post surveillance 24-7 on Maddie while she's in school, have somebody, you know, post it outside. I oh. was shocked that it didn't happen
2: because yeah, like a she good point. is,
1: you know, yeah, like mm-hmm. why they have somebody post it instantly for her to know where she is to escort her because what happens, you know, Bosch is all worried about her the whole episode. But yeah. They never put resources on her. I, I, I found that weird and interesting. And whoever the
0: bad guys are that did this, they they probably are seeing that Bosch is checking things out. So yeah, they could use that as some sort of threat um, to stop
1: him from investigating. That's a good point. Hmm. And we also don't know what kind of danger she's in because of Reggie. We still don't know if this happened because of something that Reggie did. Right. Right. We just know Eleanor died. We don't know who killed her. We don't know why they killed her. We don't know how they killed her. We have an option. Right. This all could boil down to Reggie, who is very silently on the other side right now of the Mm -hmm. show. Yeah. And I'm waiting for him to make a big splash back in, and, you know, I'm waiting. (laughs)
0: Um, Then we have Captain Billets, interim Captain Billets, uh, because she gets some heat from her colleagues in this episode, when they're planning the protest and she's handing out the jobs and they're giving her grief about it. And we talked about this in our debrief with her um, a few episodes ago, how she put on the blue uniform and uh, basically let them know who's boss. And they they noticed the difference. And she kind of turned them around and started to get some respect out of them. So that was... um, that was an interesting transformation, and well, interesting that she had to do that, you know, that, that they weren't going to treat her as a captain until she did that.
1: Um, well, you certainly get a lot more respect as Captain Tracy than she does at the moment, I'll say that much, because, you know, well, you know we're not insubordinate, our, your people. We're here for you. Oh, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Officer Beat.
0: But, yes, yeah, they were giving her a hard time, and I, I didn't like it. I'm like, you know, she's kind of in a tough position, as it is, and tackling something new. They, they should be supporting her, but they were giving her some grief and giving her the runaround, but uh, she let them know that um, insubordination is not acceptable. So nope. good, good for you, Interim Captain Billets.
1: Very good um, for you.
0: All right. So. Let's hit the interrogation room. Let's do it. What do you have for me?
1: Um well, what segment do you want to do first?
0: Well, the the interrogation room is where you we ask each other a question.
1: Oh, okay, perfect. I'm ready for that. Yep, all right. Um all right. So, I'll go first. Okay. <clears throat> now, I- my questions are always good because they're not about the, you know, not necessarily about the main plot, but they're about characters and character development. So here mm-hmm. we go. Mm-hmm. Will Will Jay Egger be able to keep his balance in his relationship and his job? Because I'm Team Jay Egger, and it worries me what's going on because he's trying to get back with his ex, and she's saying no, you know, no cop stuff in the house. If you're gonna, you know, you're gonna be you no
0: know, half cop,
1: mm-hmm. half half family man, and he's now watching video in the house. But my whole thing is too is that, you know, I understand her point, but his cause is just because he's looking at the Eleanor tape, So it's more personal than just doing police work, I feel. So I felt that was a very yeah. tricky situation. And my mm-hmm. question for you is, is that going to be a problem for the rest of the season, or is he going to find a way to lock that up and be solid? At least, maybe not now, but by the end of the season, do you think he'll be locked up and solid?
0: Mm, I don't know. It just seems to kind of be creating a a deeper wedge like she has these um, boundaries which are okay to have you know that's her choice to have these boundaries Um, but he seems to still think there's a little bit of wiggle room like you said well this is personal this is helping my friend this is about Eleanor and she's like nope none of it Um, so it's kind of about them defining the boundaries and can they agree to them and they you know he did go ahead and leave um but I'm sure he wasn't happy about it you know he He expressed that that you know
1: he, well let me let me actually follow up on that okay. um do you think that he left and went home to do the work, like I said, because it was so personal? Because we know him and Harry were on like a, a rough patch, and they just sealed it up, and we saw how involved he is. Do you think this also has something to do with him trying to do all he can to get really in Harry's good graces because of what went bad? Like sometimes people try hard, not just because Harry you know, lost his daughter and he's trying to do what's right for everybody. Mm-hmm. What if he's doing it for his relationship with Harry, knowing that if, if he gets this done, this is, this is probably going to seal the deal of issues you know. solved?
0: I don't. I don't see it that way because I don't. I don't see Jay Edgar as someone who is trying to prove himself um, professionally, you know, or with his friendship with Bosch. You know, he has his code and what he thinks is right, and he tries to do the right thing. But I don't think he, he's necessarily trying to convince someone of his side. He's just like, this is it, and it did take something like, you know, Eleanor's death to to show that their relationship runs deeper than, you know, what could happen in a particular case. Um, but, yeah, it's hard for me to put it in words, but I just don't see him that way, that he's, like, trying to, you know, win back his friendship or something. I think, I think he clearly showed that he's there for him. And with J. Edgar, if that's not enough, then that's not enough. Um, hmm. I, I think I think I think he did it. I think he was working on it because he really cares about what happened, and he he like he cares about police work and cares about justice, um, and you know he cares about Bosch. So,
1: what do you I think? I
3: agree.
0: You do.
1: I agree. It's the, it's the perfect storm. I mean, like I said, his wife maybe should have cut him a break, but you know she, she basically said, you want to come back. These are my deal breakers, and he's breaking the deal one way or the other. And, I mean, it's a tangled web. This whole show is like that knot. You know when you find just a, like a string <laughs> that just has a thousand knots in it? Yeah. And you're like, all right, let me, un, you know, let me untie these knots. And I'm like, I hate this. But this is what this show is. It's, it's a giant knot for me yep. right now. It's, it's almost mid-season, or we're in mid-season, and it's just yeah. a giant a web that needs to be untangled. And I'm excited that it's going to be untangled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: It's Yeah, it's exciting. Did you have um, a question? Um, I do have a question, so Drake obviously you know made a drop for Sheehan, so they're you know working together or he's helping him. Do you think that the task force is still investigating Drake as well, like or do you think they're just trying to use him and follow him? To focus on Sheehan. Do you think that that he's still considered a suspect? Like that they could could do they think that they could possibly have been working together to kill
1: Elias, or do they think it's one person that did it? Well, I think they know they got Sheehan for the Black Guardian one way or the other because he confessed to Bosch, and right. you know Drake should know what's going mm-hmm. on with the situation if not be a participant. Mm-hmm. So. I feel like he's a, he's a suspect for the Black Guardian thing, and you know what? You know, um, Robinson, you know, he has it in for him anyway, so it's kind of one of those things like follow the rabbit hole and see what comes out, you know, maybe you'll find the Elias guy, but we know definitely that he's, he could possibly be good, and he's a suspect for Black Guardian, and right. like I said, this, even what, you know, she confessed, confessing, this, you know, Elias and Black Guardian still seems to be the parallel investigations of the season, and... Mm-hmm. You know, I want to know more. That's that's really it. So that's, I mean, like I said, I feel like I feel like they're looking at the Drake obviously for multiple reasons, and you know, anything they give him. Plus, if she is a fugitive now, mm-hmm. he's Aiden and Abedin, the so they got they that's got true. Drake yeah. for something one way or the other. He yeah. he's not going to last too long. I feel he's probably gonna get in trouble either soon or by the end of the season. Okay. So yeah, I think he's 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 a suspect or, you know, a person of interest so to speak for that, you know, force and Okay.
0: Yeah, I was I, I think I I was just wondering about that because it seemed like they were very much focused on Sheehan, um and not as much the possibility of them having maybe done it together or coordinated it together. Like it almost seemed like they were letting Drake off the hook a little bit, like they were following him and using him to try to track Sheehan. But I was like, wait a minute, are we just letting him, you know, go at this point? Um, or are we still going to try to pin some things on him? Because it, he still seems suspicious, you know. So, okay, interesting. I appreciate that that those thoughts. All right, speaking of persons of interest, who do you have for this episode? Again, not necessarily a suspect, but who did you want to call out in the episode as a particularly interesting character this time?
1: All right, I believe this week I'm going to go with Captain Billets. Billets. All right, okay, tell me more. Um, she was having a rough time to begin with. We saw one person, you know, kind of give a hard time last episode. And if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I believe that was the same person who didn't give her a hard time this episode when everybody else started to give her a hard time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So what I feel like is, you know, he made his comment, but he's more, um, you know, he said, he's the, I, yeah, that's the lieutenant guy who had, he said, I have the same stripes as you last episode. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, he's kind of sitting there saying, what it, you know, I felt like in that moment, he saw the, the, um, the younger, you know, less, less um, ranked. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of cracking jokes and not respecting the title one way or, you know, no matter how she got it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he felt he was in a position like, that could have been me. If they would, you know, if they would have promoted him temporarily, he might be getting the same kind of, you know, conflict. Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, I, it's hard because she goes from being like their friend to their boss, and, you know, it, it's a hard transition, and you think you're cool with your boss, but then your boss got to flex the muscle to be the boss. else They won't get respect, and you won't take them seriously. And then in their profession, people get hurt. You don't lose jobs. People die. People get hurt. Mm-hmm. It's serious. And I, I totally respect that she took a lot of hits this episode. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I felt like she responded with an even harder hit. And that shows me that she has what it takes, and I would be very surprised if she ever loses that title again. Yeah. Okay. No. Yeah. Definitely,
0: definitely a strong um, storyline for her in this episode and uh, showed a lot of character development, showed what she's really made of, um, and it was, it was pretty impressive. So, hmm, who am I going to go with this week? Hmm. <laughs> I think I'm going to go... I mean, it's hard not to go with J. Edgar because of that moment when he basically tells Griffin, you know, that, you need to watch out for us not the other way around um That's my guy i know yeah, i mean it was it. just it was just such a powerful moment so i want to say him um and i am going to say him but i'm also going to say um i'm also going to say robertson because he still is you know chasing this thing bosch is getting you know distracted as you would expect, with Eleanor's murder. He's being pulled in different directions. They even got Bradley Walker pulling him in, talking about a missing gun. Um, so he, he's he got to be aggravated when Sheehan calls Bosch, and Bosch asks... Um, Robertson to try to see if he can track the call and you know he's just thinking if you had brought him in that night we wouldn't be dealing with this you know he's got yep. to be so aggravated you know about that and so he's got frustrations there and then he also has that conversation with Drake um, at the bar um, talking about you know how he did the drop for Sheen, and you know Drake didn't deny it but they go back and forth about some ideology and and they're they're kind of buttonheads, heads, and Drake's still saying he doesn't think she did it, and Robertson thinks he did, so there there's tension, a lot of tension and frustration there, uh, to the point where you know Robertson tells Drake to not ever come in his bar again, <laughs> so um, you know, so I just think it's it's interesting that things are kind of boiling up. With, with Robertson you know um, and part of me is thinking a lot about this because of a conversation that we had for our debrief that's coming up at the end of the podcast we'll we'll hear him talk some about it as well but that um, definitely influenced my my choice this week as well but you know he just you know he's frustrated you know and he he, he plays it the, the actor plays it really well because you can just see it in his face you know like if these people would just listen to me, you know, and be honest with me. So, so there you go. All right. Next evidence locker. Evidence locker. We said that. Uh, I mean,
1: yeah, it's hard. It's really hard for the evidence locker because I feel like you know, as we unravel the episode and discuss it, when we break it down, mm-hmm. the evidence locker always seems to be um, already filled. But our thoughts. But um, I was just gonna say. That the driver's weapon going missing is crucial. Yeah. This, this whole thing at this mm-hmm. point because you know they you know he reported it and it I was feel that like night.
0: It was that yeah, night. It's, it's, it, that they time. were nearby. They were
1: nearby. Angels Flight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's. Yeah. It's. It's. It's, it's got to go in the locker. I mean, did I miss anything else?
0: Um. No. I mean, they they did pick up the the, the slug from Elias's. They got it. You know they took it to ballistics we haven't been tested yet in this episode um but they did acquire it you know they got it out of his body um and took that for testing and we talked about how they still had not recovered the other bullet from Angel's flight um we know that we did pretty much confirm that Drake is working with Sheehan or helping him um so that continues to make him look suspicious and involved and um so i think that's about it did we did we miss anything else um well and, and and that's just for the elias side but on the eleanor side of things you know he um harry did get that surveillance footage you know that he got an image of of the motorcycle Um, driver and
1: okay but now here's the knot. we're halfway through the season and I have officially a black guardian murder to solve Mm
0: -hmm. I have an
1: Elias murder to solve I have a cold case for boss to solve and now I have Eleanor's murder to solve there's four (laughs) murders going on within the show it's it's great it's great I mean listen I might have said this before but if not I was definitely thinking it a lot of these shows, they give you, you know, the side filler stories and mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I'm not interested in this filler or it's just, you know, to, to just kill time for the season and extend mm-hmm. the season. You know, when you give me four murders and I'm interested in all of them and or four investigations and I'm interested in all of them, yeah. it, 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 there's no filler in, in Bosch. I feel. it's The, the filler is, is part of the main story and like an, an integral part of the main story and this is such a great show. I'm just so happy that... Uh, you know, you asked me to come on, and we picked this up, and we did this. Like, it's yeah. awesome. I love this show.
0: Yeah, you have to be. You have to be all in with Boss. You can't be a casual viewer and and appreciate it for what it is. You know, it makes you think. Um, it it, yeah, it makes you work at that knot, and that's what keeps you captivated, you know, and intrigued. And you're right. They they make every story important. Um, so I totally, totally agree. You have to. You have to be a sharp viewer um, to, to watch Bosch, and it, sometimes you watch it, you know, again and see different things, and um, even when we talk with each other about it on the podcast, we're like, oh, I didn't think about that. Oh, you're right. Oh, I don't know. You know, so it just the discussion can go on and on and on.
1: Multiple angles, but before we go to our debrief, I just want to bring up a couple things real quick and actually your yeah. thoughts. Uh, I didn't see no Reggie. I didn't see no KTK, and I'm, my heart's broken for not seeing my man. <laughs> and um, I, didn't, I didn't see a lot of Pierce this episode. Uh, did we see any of Pierce? Oh, Did we? I mean, maybe in the task force room well, at some point. Here's the problem. If we can't remember if we saw our Pierce yeah. or not in the episode... Then there's a problem. I need more Pierce. Listen, I'm yeah. P. Megger, but Pierce gets mad love, and I need sure. more of him per episode. I mean, bring yeah. it on, Bosch.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to rectify that in episode uh, six. More Pierce, please. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's a good question.
1: Um, what else? Did you have something else before we go uh, to no, just, just to follow up on that, like I said, uh, the Reggie. I feel oh like Reggie, Reg-
0: yeah, yeah. I feel well, like he's
1: going to make such a big splash in the season, and I'm just waiting for it. It's like my call from like the beginning podcast of like preseason podcast. Where are you, Reggie? And yeah, how do you to the story and be the good guy. I do. I right. think Reggie's cool. Like I'm not. I don't hate Reggie. Let's go. At this point,
0: <laughs> we know his family has a you know a checkered past, and that he um, ultimately couldn't make it work with Eleanor. You know, they were about to to break up. You know, because she was concerned about. How to tell Maddie that, and she was feeling obviously sad and upset about that. And um, but he
1: cares for Maddie, so wouldn't he? If he could, wouldn't the first thing to do when he finds out about Eleanor would be to come in and console Maggie on uh, Maddie?
0: But he doesn't know yet. They haven't been able to reach him to tell him, right?
1: I want to know what I want to yeah. know what that's about. Tell yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's
0: just a it's a, a loose end that is yeah driving you crazy, and I can I can appreciate that. So, all right. Um, Well, we have a debrief with Paul Calderon, who plays Jimmy Santiago Robertson, uh, called different names by different people, and we actually talk about that a little in the debrief. But as always, uh, spoiler alert that the conversation could go into other episodes that we haven't discussed on the podcast yet, so if you have not watched past um, episode five, you might want to come back and listen to this later. So let's get to it.
3: This is Paul Calvron. I play Detective Jimmy Robinson in Bosch, uh, third season, fourth season.
2: So yeah, we've got a, a few questions to uh, pick your brain a little bit. And the, the first one, out of the gate. Who gets to
3: call your character Santiago versus Jimmy? Uh <laughs> all right. I think the uh, the only one who get to call me Santiago would be my ex partner, uh, okay. and and basically because you know he was my senior, mm-hmm. and everybody else just calls me uh, Jimmy. Okay. Well, you know, um um Robertson always thinks of himself as the best top wherever he's at. And right now, um, you know, Bosch is on top. You know, he doesn't, you know, Robertson doesn't like to be on anywhere on the totem, totem pole that's not at the top. Right now, he's not at the top. Bosch is at the top and he just doesn't like it. He thinks he's as good, if not better than Bosch, and he just doesn't like living that way.
2: Got it. Got it. I, I, I can respect that. Um, now, how does Jimmy think Pierce is doing as a detective, good or bad? And, and what's the best thing that, that Jimmy can pass along to Pierce?
1: You know, I,
3: you know Jimmy believes that um, Pierce is doing great. You know, he took him, took him in under his wing third season. Try to school them as much as possible. It was really tough on them, you know, during the uh, third season, and you know during the fourth season, you seen the growth in Pierce. See that he's just uh, assimilating everything that Robertson has been trying to impart to him. Basically, just never make assumptions. And if it looks too easy, it, it's too easy. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, uh, never make assumptions and just keep. When you think that you that you've got it solved, dig deeper.
2: Okay. Well, we think he's doing well, and we think Jimmy has been a good influence, so that's pretty cool. Now, where do things stand? Would you say with Terry Drake by the end of the season, friend or foe or somewhere in between? And we're wondering if Jimmy would maybe give him another chance.
3: You know, Robertson. You know, you call me Jimmy, but. Um, I call, you know, everybody else is kind of like calls me Robinson. I think Bosch calls me Jimmy. Um, everyone on set calls me Robinson. But, uh, Jimmy, with, um with Barry, I, I to call him Barry because that's the actor's name, it's about guy. He's just an incredible actor. He's been betrayed. He feels that he's been betrayed by his, by Terry, by Terry Drake. And I don't think that Jimmy believes in second chances when, um when he feels that a betrayal mm-hmm. um, has been committed, and he feels that Terry committed betrayal. Mm-hmm. And at okay. the end of the uh, fourth season, you see him kind of like walk away from that relationship. It's almost like a marriage that has ended yeah. its final, as far as our is concerned.
2: Okay, okay. That's kind of how we see it. I just wanted to make sure we didn't miss something, you know. And it's funny that you brought up the, the way you're referring to your character's name because on the podcast, we almost exclusively say Robertson. So I don't know why I wrote the question with Jimmy, but it's funny. It's just yeah. it's funny when you stop and think about it. Yeah, it's mostly what you hear on the show is Robertson. So we were we were just curious, how much fun is it playing D3 to do Pierce, so? like calling Youngblood and all that? Is that aspect of the character fun?
3: Oh, of course, yeah, yeah, because, you know, I, I get buses, you know, what, and, uh, <laughs> and I, and I, and I do it, you know, well uh, Titus and, and I, we do it on a personal level, uh, with, uh, Dewan, who plays okay. Pierce. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're always, we're always buzzing, as you know, a lot, you know, yeah. as, uh, in, uh, you know, once they say cut, we we're, we're, you know, we're still on them. And uh-huh. he's, he, yeah, and the one's amazing. He knows what's going on, and he takes it, and uh he has a great sense of humor, and it's just been, it's just beautiful working with him two, you know, two years in a row. Awesome, awesome.
2: Okay, here's a million-dollar question. Who has more swagger, Paul or Robertson?
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> uh, that's... Uh, I think Robertson does. Uh, you know, I'm in Brooklyn, so I need a little bit of swagger. Okay. But I, yeah, but I think Robertson has a, 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 maybe a little bit more. Okay,
2: okay. Well, he certainly plays it well on screen. So I, I bet you have a, a fair amount as well. Yeah. Okay. So we um, we played a fun little game. We think it's fun, anyway, with the cat that has been joining us on the podcast. And if there's no right or wrong answer silly scenarios. You're going to answer as Paul, but you're going to choose character names. So your choices are going to be Bosch, Drake, or Pierce. So I've just got a few silly scenarios. You tell us which of those characters, in Paul's opinion, would, would make the, the best answer. So number one, who would be the best to take along to negotiate the purchase of a new car? Bosch,
3: Drake, or Pierce? Uh, Pierce. He probably would do the homework. Yes, exactly. He'd have all the info. Okay. Now, which of those characters has the best fashion sense, in, in your opinion? Pierce. <laughs> yeah, I it. Okay.
2: All right. Now, which one of those guys would you choose to watch a baseball game with?
3: Uh, Drake.
2: Okay. Very cool. All right. I like it. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to, to talk with us and give us some more insights. We've really been enjoying getting to know your character more and more over the last couple of seasons,
3: so I, I hope we see a lot more of you, and we're excited about season five. So. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, and um, yeah, just keep enjoying the show. It's, uh, it's a great show, well-written, great people, and I was lucky to have been brought in for a couple of seasons, so you know, we'll, see, we'll see where it goes.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, I have to tell you, I enjoyed the Unfear the Walking Dead, too. Oh, thank you. Her, and that thank you so best. much. So, you did a great, great job there. Thank you so much. It's kind of good having the, well, I'm sorry that someone's having trouble, and then we need the sirens, but it kind of adds some authenticity.
3: Authenticity.
2: <laughs>
1: you think about that talk with Paul? Well, first, let me just say, that was a great sound effect, putting the sirens in the background. I kind of felt like he was talking to you while he was walking into the police station. So I know. I, I appreciate it because, you know, when I think of Robinson, I always think of, you know, he's always active. He's like a neighborhood watch or something. Making yeah. Making his way through and, there's, you know, there's something going on. He has time to talk to you, but he's got to be, he's got to keep it simple and got to keep it fast. And the biggest thing that I, that I took away from the whole conversation was that um, he, he, I think he might be right. That he's kind of stuck in the same position that Bosch is in, and mm-hmm. he might be a little bit better. I understand that the story revolves around Bosch, and I love Harry Bosch. Mm-hmm. I'm taking nothing away from the, from the, the you know detective mm-hmm. officer, whatever. You know, I don't know his exact title, but um, I believe he's detective. I think yeah. So, he, you know, Robinson, he, he might be better. Than, than Bosch and he might be right and you know when you're in a job where you can't advance but you know you're better than the people that you work with you know and you should be advancing it's stuck mm-hmm. and do you, but my whole thing is do you ever think that Harry Bosch would be part of RHD no they won't take him so, so in my perspective I mean, they both can't get into RHD and they're both stuck and for some reason a lot of people just don't like Robinson a little bit more than they don't like Bosch and that's why mm-hmm. Bosch, gets the, get, Bosch gets the role yeah and, uh, I feel like I feel like he's right to be frustrated, and definitely, you know, he's a good he's a good character, and he really plays it to the T. Like I mm-hmm. know exactly what he's thinking by his facial expressions before he talks. I don't need subtitles to understand what <laughs> Robertson is going to say next. Yeah. That's my feeling on it. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's it's
0: he definitely explained well how Robertson. Totally feels frustrated and kind of stuck in this situation, and uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I enjoyed asking him about Swagger too, because I think <laughs> I think I think the actor himself probably he's probably he's probably selling himself short. He went with uh, the character, but I think he might be selling himself short. So we'll have to investigate further. So, but yeah, it was it was definitely some good intel from Paul, and we appreciated him talking to us, and uh, yeah, I hope to see a lot more of him, so this, uh, especially, you know, with him, and Pierce, and these dynamics between these detectives, we, you know, over four seasons now, even though we weren't introduced to him until season three, we're really invested in all of these um, men and women now, and I want to, you know, I don't want any of them to drop out of the storyline.
1: How about you? Um, I I feel like uh, kind of Pierce and Robertson and everybody's just been here from the first episode. I don't remember a time when they weren't here. This I'm, is my show. These are my people.
0: <laughs> yeah, they've made such an impact that you're right. It is hard to think that, um, oh, we, um, he wasn't in that season. Now, Pierce, has his role has gradually increased, but we didn't um, see uh, Robertson before season three. But it feels like he's been there all along. He's made... Well,
1: also... Pierce comes in a kinda, you know, has a rookie, the new guy.
0: Mm-hmm. When Robertson
1: comes in, he's established. He's
0: mm-hmm.
1: he's a mirror of Bosch if so to speak. So, you know, Yeah. You get a strong character feel and then all of a sudden they start building the character up and, you know, episode by episode to have a very, you know, pivotal role in each season where you see in situations where Bosch will go to him and be like, Hey, I need I need this or what do you think about this? Like Bosch right. will, you know, pick his brain about stuff because they're two different kind of detectives or, mm-hmm. or officers that get to the same solution.
0: Yeah, they do have some different, different tactics and different um, instincts, you can tell. But um, they both have, are good at what they do, for sure. Um, all right, well, I can't avoid it any longer. I think you're <laughs> going to have a trivia question, at least one for me. And let's see if I pass or fail.
1: Well, I made two, and one of them is actually, I think, is kind of um – important for the show so that's going to be good for that one i kind of held this i held this question i held mm. talking about this topic back for the question but i am going to give you the other one first because this was the first one i came up with when okay. she, with, um when they say when they go through the, the 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 backwards book on the phone and they say that she in calls from a pay phone where where um, did he call from oh gosh
0: that is like a perfect trivia question that i probably would put in a quiz but of course i don't know the answer that's a good. That's a good trivia question. Um, give me the first letter of
1: one of the cross streets. Well, I, I'm going to give you a better hint because this okay. is, they didn't really have a cross street. It was um, Blank Village.
0: Mm. All I'm thinking is like Park Village. I
1: thought. You know what? It's, that's a close answer. Okay. Because um, the answer is going to be the Rampart Village. Ah. It's like okay. a, where you got Park, Park, okay. You know, maybe, Park. Okay, maybe
0: I just heard that. P-
1: yeah, okay, all right. That is a good okay. question. This is the good one I've been waiting to talk about. So okay. when they walk into the, into the office where they're doing the task force, there's this stuff written about the suspects that says Sheehan and Drake on, uh-huh. like a, on like a poster board, in yeah. m- written, a white poster board written in marker. Now, right. what was Drake's alibi for the night of the Elias murder? I think he was at a basketball game with his son. You got it. Yes. Yes. Now, I feel now, so this is, now. now first of all, congratulations, because you just <laughs> totally killed it. Good job. I, I, that was the harder one, too, I felt. So you did good today. But this is the, this is the critical thing. We spoke about this earlier. Do they think Drake's a suspect? Now, I don't Oh, believe yeah. yeah. He has an alibi for a Elias, so he could have, you know, perpetrated it with, um, and helped Sheehan if Sheehan is the guilty part. But oh, okay. Yeah. He was not there. Okay. Right. You know, when yeah, you're at a basketball does. game. You have a lot of witnesses. Yeah. That's now, however, right. I'm going to go back now, and I'm going to pause that moment because I was in. I was when I was rewatching it. I I was kind of you know I didn't have much time. Mm-hmm. I want to pause that chalkboard, and I want to see what their what the rest of the stuff is. What is yeah. you know what is, what what does it say on that board? Because that board always tells you the story. Yeah, for sure. It yeah,
0: yeah. Go back and check that out. Report back to us,
1: and. That's just- I I
0: did want to mention, too, that I was super excited that I was able to see Madison Lentz, who plays Maddie Bosch, uh, this past weekend at the Nashville Walker Stalker Con, because as many listeners probably know, she had a role on The Walking Dead um, in the first couple of seasons as Sophia, and uh, a very pivotal character and a very... A uh, heartfelt storyline. I'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> no and, spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> and uh, but she's um, just as beautiful or more, and kind and and friendly in person. And uh, so that was that was super cool. Well, she's awesome. Her.
1: Remember the yeah. debrief? Yeah. no Oh yeah, she's great. Mm-hmm. That, that was one of my favorite debriefs. Mm-hmm. She just has such a such a great perspective on life, and mm-hmm. she's still young, living the life and you know, the her biggest thing that she worried about in the in the from what we heard from, related to Bosch was that now she has to work extra hours because she <laughs> That was great. I was like, Wow I was like I wish Tell I wish like that was I wish my life consisted of all oh, my biggest problem is that I have to work extra hours on Bosch. Like, come on, I wanna work on Bosch, I'll pay you. <laughs> I'll pay um, you Amazon to be on Bosch. Just once. Oh, that's funny.
0: Yeah. But she's, yeah, she's really nice. She was next to her brother because her brother has a current role on The Walking Dead, or at least up through the end of season eight, um, her little brother. Um, So that was cute, seeing their tables next to one another. But, uh, yeah, so I was excited about that. Okay, well, I miss Jay. But I had fun talking to you. You don't.
1: I don't don't miss Jay. (laughs) You're teasing. Listen, if he would have came here, he would have been all set. Listen, Jay's very upset about things that are going on. He needs more time. He's not done coping. Hopefully next week he'll be back, you know, full effect. But I can't have an upset Jay. He's not like boss. He can't just come to work. You know what I mean? He's got to take some time. I I respect his time, and I, I didn't miss him for that fact. I did miss... His input on the episode. Yeah. But he he needs time for himself. So he'll be back next week, though. I promise, unless he just can't get over it.
0: (laughs) He'll be back. And he's good. And I hope he's safe from the crazy weather that
1: um, they're having there. Yeah. It hit everywhere. It hit us, too. I mean. Oh, it did? Okay. Yeah. Just not as bad as it's hitting him. Okay. All right. Well, good
0: stuff. Uh, We'll talk more later. See ya. Good night.